Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Joining me on the show today is Kylie Tyrrell, who's the head stylist and owner of Gold Chalk. Her obsession is color, the wow factor, and helping others feel amazing in their spaces. She's also a mother of three and has more than 12 years of experience in pulling spaces together, including working on major magazine shoots for Home Beautiful and Inside Out. I have the pleasure of working with Kylie inside my program, The Modern Marketing Collective, and have seen her make some huge shifts to the way that she shows up, approaches her business and her marketing in just a few months, and also build her confidence, her community, her prices, and her profit. In this episode, we discuss shifting the time from money mentality and realizing the value in what Kylie has to offer, increasing her confidence and her prices, the way Kylie now introduces her prices to clients in a way that feels really good to her, how Kylie used to believe that the busier she was, the better, and what she then realized and what she did to change this Moving from pointless posting on Instagram up to three times a day to how she now attracts clients using the platform, including actually attracting 1,000 new followers in just a few months and creating relationships with her audience who are actually interested in what she has to share. Leaning in to niching down to scale up, how she values being a lifelong learner and what she wished she knew when she first started out. Kylie, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. (laughs) For those that don't know you, can you give a little introduction to yourself, who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. So my name's Kylie Tyrrell and I have an interiors business called Gold Chalk, which is predominantly a styling business, styling homes. Gold Chalk's probably 12 years old now just about. And I make interior spaces look and feel amazing. That's my thing. 12 years. That is so impressive. What what has that looked like? Like wh- what was the start like? Tell me everything. <laughs> well, my background is marketing. So I was a retail buyer. So I worked for some really um, amazing retailers like Maya and Maya was my training ground running. So when they were starting and they were moving out into their warehouses when they took over McEwen's, um, so that was back, yeah, quite a few years now, almost 20 years ago. Wow. And then moving on to Walt Disney, I was a the toy buyer for Walt Disney. What? Toy buyer? Yeah. That I sounds... Have any children, I really <laughs> did not actually understand the enormity of that um, but it was a fabulous role yeah and so like the first week in at um, working for Disney they send you to Anaheim as part of your to Disneyland oh my god as part of your initiation amazing because I just I remember watching um, Disney on tv as a kid and 
the teacups ride and yes. that was like a dream come true. So fun. Got to travel all over the world, which was so amazing. And then I uh, met my partner, my now husband, and I sort of tamed that down a little bit as I <laughs> We were later got married and had children. Mm. So, yeah, three kids later, I decided to stop my buying mm-hmm. um, roles in retail just because of time commitments and I wanted to be home with the kids as they were babies. And travelling a lot was really hard to do that and have children. And travelling can also be, you know, it sounds really glamorous, but it's yeah. quite lonely as well. Yeah, so I decided to pursue this love that I had which was interiors and I didn't know where it was going to take me I didn't know how I was going to get into it what I was going to do but I just went back to night school and I just decided that I was going to try this and yeah so that was probably 12 or 13 years ago and what was it about interiors was it just something that you knew that you really enjoyed and you thought let's just see you know, if I can make a business out of this? I think it was something I really enjoyed doing. Like I always remember moving things around at home. Yes. (laughs) And later as I've become older, I guess I've also realised that I had a creative mother and Um, she was a florist by trade. So she was always creating at home and I feel like I had some of her creativeness but in a different way. Yeah, I think I just like to do things. I think... I think I like doing things with my hands mm-hmm. and, yeah, I just felt that like I had this creative urge that I needed to use but I didn't know how to use it and, yeah, I think interiors just shined on me. I was just like I think mm-hmm. I need to explore this. So I did. And so you were doing night school. Where did your first client come from? What did, like, the real early stages of business look like? Was it intentional for you to then say, okay, let's see if I can get some clients or did it just accidentally kind of happened with friends what did that look like I sort of um decided I wanted to do night school but I wanted to do it on campus because I wanted to have the connection and the networking that came with that so that was I didn't want to do it online and so I made some really good connections because I was doing night school a lot of the people were in the industry and formalizing their career so I got to meet some really good people And I guess I struggled with how to start the interiors business because Mm. I knew, particularly in my demographic where I am, you know, it's a lot of families. Yeah. um, So they don't have the money to spend on interiors. I decided to get into property styling. That's where I started. And Mm. I started styling homes for sale. And that started with styling a friend's house and then family member's house for sale. It sort of just spiralled from there. I got yeah. into um, like real estate agents and, yeah, that's really how my business started was definitely through styling for sale. Mm. And that was really at that stage, that was the only way that I thought that I could get in to start with. And looking back on that, I think that was really good for me because you get to style so many houses so quickly. Mm. So it gives you a lot of experience quickly. And was that all under your own business then? Like that sounds pretty incredible, pretty great growth. Yeah, so it was um, all under gold chalk and it usually was just me and, you know, sometimes I'd rope in friends or, you know, there were lots of people that wanted to get in the industry that were wanting work experience so we'd work together. That's just sort of how it sort of just evolved. 
And I know, Kylie, that your business now looks different to back then. So I'd love for you to explain how it's changed over time. Yeah, so there was a just a time there where I was getting a little frustrated with styling for sale. I mean, it, mm. it became very, very competitive. Yeah. Uh, everyone was getting into styling for sale. Mm. I was always using a third party for my furniture to style okay. those houses. So as more and more people came on board, furniture mm. became harder to get, looks became harder to get. And I sort of mm. realised that where I was evolving property styling was probably not evolving in that sort of format. And so, yeah, for me, it just became a natural thing to sort of move away from it. It was scary to move away from that because that was all I had. Yes, it must have been. It was, and it was hard to move away from that because it was always there, you know. Someone was always going to sell their house. Yes. So to move away to styling to live was a really (laughs) tricky transition. But something I just had to do, I was just becoming less and less satisfied, I guess, with styling to sell. And it was just becoming very cookie cutter for me. I just lost the drive Mm. and the thrill of it. How long ago was this, by the way, that you shifted? I think it's probably now a good four years. Yeah, okay. um, Since I've done styling to sell. Mm. And I guess as I was doing styling to sell and people and clients were asking me to come back in and help them to yeah. style their homes after that they'd bought them, the business started to evolve in a, a new direction. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes we can have a business that's pretty successful and by all measures it's going along well, but it just doesn't make us that excited anymore. And it sounds like that happened to you. And it takes guts to shift that because you're doing something that kind of doesn't seem to make sense, but you're listening to I guess your gut in terms of, hang on, I think I need to be over here. I would try and fight that feeling for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that feeling just kept getting bigger and bigger and it was just, I just knew it was time to step away. I mean, and property styling was great for while the kids were at school mm. as well, like while they were young because I could fit it in school hours. So I had that, yeah. that beautiful flexibility to do that. But as they've gotten older too, you know, I guess the needs, my needs have changed and so have theirs and I've got a little Mm. bit more flexibility. Yeah, it's awesome. So what what are the different like offerings that you have now? What's your business made up from? What are your different services that you have? I guess my most popular service is going into someone's home and giving them advice. So Mm. advice on probably not colours as much but as people would think, but more... More furniture placement on how to set their homes up and make the right um, decisions in terms of size of the furniture and um, the look that they're after. So, yeah, probably helping people find a look. I mean, most people know what they like, but they just don't know how to pull it all together. Every time I speak with interior designers, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I tell my mum, I'm like, mum, because she gets me over she, or she sends us girls photos of like the new upholstery for her dining chairs or cushions. And I'm like, mum, first of all, we need to figure out what your look is. And so we always joke about she doesn't know what her look is. So. I could totally understand. And I think people were just so caught up in trying to match things, match Mm. timbers, 
you know, match frames and yes, <laughs> it's really, yeah, it really is just giving them confidence and mm. just helping them along the way and just saying, you know, you can have what you like and you can mix old and new, but there is there is a, a little recipe to do that. Yeah. There's a secret sauce on how you do that. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's probably the most popular service, I think, and one that I really love doing. I love mm. helping them and getting into their homes. That's where the magic happens yeah. when you're inside their home. And I know over the past, it, we were chatting, it's been about five months since we started working together. I'd love to hear, because you've been in, like, you've been in business, what, 12 plus years. But like, how were you feeling before we started working together around why you wanted to, I guess, challenge yourself or learn more or make a change? What was kind of happening for you at that point? I think for me, um, I love learning, so I'm always trying to find something new. I'd followed you. I'd listened to every single podcast that you oh. do. <laughs> now you're on here. <laughs> yeah, so isn't that amazing? Yeah, and I just thought my business, you know, when you're working for yourself, it's really lonely. It can be lonely. Yeah. It can really be, you know, you're making decisions on your own and and then you don't have a team and you know, I wanted to bounce things off people. And I think the interiors business is so secretive and held so closely. Like, I don't know why, but it's very competitive yeah. and we don't share. And I was all, I'm all about sharing. I love mm. getting to know things and I want to know. And I just thought, number one, I wanted a community. Mm. Number two, I felt a little bit stuck. I felt like mm. I felt like the business could go to the next level. I'd, mm. I would just unsure of how to get it to that next level yeah and I think I just decided that you know in the past I really wouldn't probably spend money and invest on myself mm. or the business yeah I want to know how to be better I, I, I mm. want to keep learning and I want to keep making the business better so yeah I just decided to take the leap and jump in what have been some of the biggest shifts that you've made would you say that have made like a really big difference for you and for your business over these past few months uh I would definitely say my money mindset's been huge yeah I've really explored that so and trading time for money so in the past I'd go in and do a consult and I think I'd have to give them 90 minutes of absolute everything I had and had I yes. given them enough value for money and you know would they be okay with that and would they would I leave happy and would they be happy and so yeah I think trading time for money has been a really big one for me like I've I've really gained some confidence in just what I know and yeah. that, I've, uh, that I've learned over time like you can't buy that you you know you have to value that and yeah just what I've learned over time and how that really does change people's lives when you give them that information on how to just where to place your couch even and your dining table and people are just like oh my god I would never have thought to put it there or to have done that and just valuing myself I think has been a really big one valuing myself and the services that I offer and yeah the value that I give my clients mm. just becoming okay with that and it's not about 90 minutes equals this amount of money because I can tell you now when I first started I, I was very although I loved what I did I wasn't making yeah. money and my husband he's a financial or he's a business advisor mm. and he he said if I worked out how much money you made if I, by <laughs> per hour was time it? for you yeah. he said you 
you wouldn't be working at all, Kylie. Mm. You'd love it. But that's probably been the biggest thing, I'd say. And I think for quite a few of us, it's almost as though, and tell me if this was you, but it's like, well, I love what I do and therefore I'm happy to do it without earning much. And we almost think that that's like what we should do, whereas we can love what we do and make great money from it and help people. Like it can all happen. Was that something that you wrestled with? Like it sounds as though because you loved what you did, you were like, oh, look, I'm happy to do this and I'm happy to do this and I don't have to earn that much. But now it's like, actually, I can earn. I can do great work. I can do everything. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely was. And, you know, I read this thing last night even from Denise Duffield-Thomas about when women earn, we give back. We invest in things and we... You know, we're not, it's not because you're money hungry and, you know, I haven't updated and raised my prices because I'm money hungry. It's just valuing yourself and, you know, that takes time and it takes practice and it takes listening to lots of podcasts and the like and, yeah, I think so. I think learning that, you know, you are worth it and Mm. your, your experience is, you know, worth it as well, like what you know inside your head and that you give is worth it. And it's almost as though we move from being like a place of fear because you were saying as well how you were like, oh, my God, I've spent 90 minutes. Have they got enough out of it? And we're kind of scared and fearful to move into that place of confidence. And you're like, no, I believe in what I have to offer. I know it's great value. And you just, we just, we it's just so much more powerful to operate from that space as well, which is really cool. I'd love to hear what that has looked like for you to become more confident with what it is that you're doing. You mentioned, I think you put your prices up. What what have you actually done in the business? So some of the biggest things I've done is put the prices up quite substantially because, and and that's been tiered over time, but becoming confident to do that. And the other thing I did is I put together a welcome pack for my clients, so a welcome package where I list my services and pricing and what I actually give for the money. Yeah. Um, So what I deliver for that. So I take, it makes me, I don't know, it's strange, but it doesn't make me scared to talk about pricing anymore. Yeah, good. Yeah. Just forward them this document that I've created and it's beautifully laid out and it tells them all about me, tells them all about gold chalk, testimonials and all of that in there and each service, the price of the service and what they get for that service. So they end up making the decision of how they want to work with me and it just takes all of that unknown out. Absolutely. And that's been that's been a game changer for my mm. business. And Instagram is a huge game changer. It's <laughs> my online portfolio. I, I love marketing through Instagram. I love Instagram, always have. And... I think I've just learned how to market myself better through mm-hmm. it. And, you know, as you say quite often about the pointless posts, I really try not to do those anymore. Yeah. And have a bit, you know, I've rebranded as well. So I've got some brand yes. adding value. And I just think that's been, yeah, really a blessing, some learnings that mm. I've learned through, you know, the Modern Marketing Collective as well is, um, yeah, adding value and, yeah, just branding colours, which I, I thought I had branding covered. <laughs> and it wasn't until you said to me, Kyla, your posts, you know, they don't look like they're any different to anyone else. They just look like you haven't got that. And I was like, what does she mean? What does she mean by that? And then I went through it and then, 
it just hit me in the first time. I'm like, yes, she's right. It's funny because we're so close to our business. And this is the thing, I think, like you'd been in business a while and sometimes it gets to the point where we're like, we are feeling a little bit like, okay, how do I move this forward? We need to open up to those fresh ideas. And sometimes it's hard because, I don't know, we just think, but no, surely I already know everything or it can be challenging to look at things in a different way and we can resist it. But then it's like, it just can click. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that before? Yeah, I think I've had some of those aha moments. Mm. And yeah, I think that together, all of those little aha moments is just starting to, you know, it's probably never been healthier and I've never been happier in running the business. And I've also freed up some time as well. So I don't, although I'm busy with it, I don't feel like I'm overstretched. And I was feeling like that. And I was feeling like I wasn't, yeah, making money. I was just sort of just on the hamster wheel, just running, servicing clients, servicing clients, and just paying the bills, paying the bills. And yeah, I feel like I've got a little bit more of a plan now. I'm so happy because that's the thing, like building our business. I think a lot of us do it like to help our lifestyle. We don't build a business to be stuck working in it. We love our work and we we want to work, but we don't want to have to be working every single hour to keep the business going. We want to have the lifestyle as well. How did you manage to shift that? How has that changed for you? What do you think the biggest difference was there? I think my mindset was really busy is better. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, if the busier you are, the more successful you are and you know the business is going great so you just think busy 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 and I think and I think we can all be guilty of this we wear it as like a badge of honor and it's busy isn't better I I don't know I think I've just learned to manage Mm -hmm. my time better and value some time to myself and Mm -hmm. maybe COVID did that having the three kids home from school during that time Having that flexibility of running my own business during COVID mm. was just a godsend and being able to be here with the kids and mm. keep the, the household going, keep their spirits uplifted, you know, make sure that they get through that, I get through it, we all get through it mm. somehow. I think, yeah, just realise that busy isn't better. Mm. Um, you know, maybe the way that business performs is good, but, yeah, you, it's got to be a happy balance and I think as I get older too balance is really important I still want to go out for lunch now that we can go out Mm. it's weird though because sometimes I know for me I'm like like I'm still working on it I'm like feel guilty when I'm not like busy it's like no Emily this was by design you built this business so you're not busy but it's still weird because we do associate like we should be working the nine to five or whatever it might be. And I think my generation, my mum and dad worked for everything, you yeah. know, they were hard workers and mm. you know, we, you've done podcasts on that too. It just It's the yeah. way you're brought up. You know, you just think you've got to always be striving to get the next client. How am I going to get the next client? How am I going to get the next job? And really changing that mindset and, you know, maybe you do charge more to work with less clients, mm. make more money, and you give them better service because you're not run ragged and you're not trying to service all these, you know, additional clients. Mm. So I've probably grown a lot in a short period too. Like my mindset has definitely changed and I feel happier in in Gold Chalk and and myself. I wanted to touch on because you mentioned about the marketing side of things. What did it look like for you? Because you mentioned about pointless posting. 
Can you compare like you, I don't know, six, 12 months ago, how you used to approach marketing and now how you approach it today? I think um, now I really understand who my ideal client is. Like I I have a a really clear picture on who is actually my client, who my ideal client is, like who's my, where do I want to go in the future? And I just feel like the posts in the past didn't really have a purpose. They weren't really talking to that client. And I think I was posting sometimes three or four times a day on my my feed. I probably post less on my feed now and a lot more in stories. Yeah. Once I started doing that, my my growth, my followers just increased themselves. So I was looking at the numbers before. I I went from, you know, nearly 3,000 followers to nearly 4,000 followers in the five months that I've been doing the Modern Marketing Collective. So, I mean, 1,000 followers is huge for me because that's pretty huge when followers, they really want to know what's happening with my business. So I feel like that's been really good and I feel like that number keeps going as I find more, as I do more leading up to that. And as I niche more, I guess, too, like yeah. I really want to niche more as I move forward and, you know, there's so much more I want to do and it's just, you know, I'm at that stage now where I probably need to get a VA and I just need some help, I think, to get to the next level. That's awesome, Kylie. That's really exciting. And also, a 1,000 followers is massive. I always think, imagine that many people in a room. You couldn't even fit them in a room. Like that's a lot of people and the fact that you feel you, that they're actually interested in your business and potentially customers is massive. So congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So I want to ask, what would be something looking back that you wish you had known earlier on in your business? Maybe something to share with the listeners. Just have confidence in yourself and your ability. You know, what you know, don't take what you know for granted. Mm. Because what comes easy to you doesn't come easy to other people. And, yeah, we all have our secret source, I guess, and it's really important to value that. And for me, you know, that's an evolving thing. I think I'm mm. still trying to value that and you know, just understanding that I, I actually do know how to work with interiors. Yes. I still get nervous going into people's homes, believe yeah. me, when I'm going into a concert, I'm like, what if I don't help them? What if I don't yeah. answer what they need me to do? But it's a really good feeling leaving someone's home mm-hmm. and helping them solve their problems. Yeah. So, yeah, just valuing yourself, I think, and um, believing in yourself. And, you know, that's something I'd really try and instill, even if it's cliche to my kids. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You'll get to yeah. where you want to be. You can do this. You can do anything you want to if you've got the right mindset. I love that. And the persistence to keep on going, which clearly you have a lot of as well. I love that. I don't give up and I know that there's better things ahead and, you know, there's always room to grow and learn and that that excites me. I love learning. It's fun. It's like I always say business is like this fun game that we get to play. It's like a puzzle. We're just trying different things out, seeing what works. And it's it's the tr- like it's the privilege that we get to play it and, and have fun with it too. How true. It is a privilege, isn't it? Even going through COVID, I realised mm. that too. It yeah, is a privilege that we're so lucky that we get to do what we do. And During COVID, I started thinking about how I could offer a different service to clients and one that just came and sort of evolved is the mentoring side and I really love that. I love Mm. 
I love helping others get to where they want to be. And, you know, it's taken me a long time to work out where I wanted to go in terms of interiors. And I love other people that go, okay, so I want to start an interiors business. What do I do? How do I get there? And I love helping them fast track themselves or their learnings. So I share everything I know with them and, yeah, whether that helps them and helps them get to where they want to be, it's good. So I think when I first started, I did a lot of work experience with some interior stylists like Julia Greenhouse. Oh, awesome. And the Nettie King. And I really loved magazine styling, but I soon learned it really wasn't for me because of the long days and with the kids it was harder. Yes, I feel like I've got a lot of interiors experience that I can help others. And I would have loved to have someone like that when I first started, that I could just go, give me 90 minutes of your time and I can just ask you anything. Invaluable, invaluable. And then the other thing that I'm doing, I'm probably 80% through, I'm writing an e-book on how to add colour and art to your home. (sighs) And I was going to, I'm going to do an online course maybe. I'm just going to wait and see how it goes. But yeah. I've got an e-book just about ready to go and it's something I've always wanted to do and it just goes through and lists all the all my favourite um, colour people, all the people that have inspired me through my journey and all the shops that I love to shop at in Melbourne. All the I old- love it. Yeah, so it's, it's a, it'll be a really, really good resource. Everyone keep their eyes peeled for that one. That sounds awesome. Carly, I'm so impressed by you and I'm just so happy for you. Like I can just tell that you're like you've made such such huge shifts and you're excited about the future of the business, which is just the best place to be operating from. I love what I do. Thank you so much for joining me. Where can everyone go to find you and follow you? So I'm on um, Instagram most days. At Gold Chalk, G O L D, and then Chalk. And my website is goldchalk.com.au. And if anyone's looking for help with their interiors, who who's your real perfect clients? Who's the people that you love to work with? Oh, I love people that are happy to play with colour. I love colour. I love artwork. Mm. Artwork is my thing. I love bringing that to someone's home. Um, just showing the impact it can make and anyone that just wants to expect a little bit of the unexpected. I like that. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you loved this episode with Kylie. Take a screenshot, tag us on your Instagram story at Gold Chalk, which is where you'll find Kylie and me at Emily Osmond. And if you would love to take your business to the next level, just like Kylie, to actually attract more of your dream clients and sell more of the work that you love to do, the best next step for you is my free online class. I'll share with you some of the most common marketing mistakes that you could be making that's making it pretty hard for your ideal customers to find you, let alone work with you and what to focus on instead. Just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and join the free class.